I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And that's the full-time whistle. Eric Ten Hag has his first win as a Manchester United manager. Liverpool now have taken just two points from the first three games. Seven points drop. The final whistle has gone, as has all of my enthusiasm for this season, life, everything. Um, shite. Absolute shite. Um, like, you can go through and look, between, we'll do the instant match reaction later and we've got a little, a little time to digest it and read through some bits and pieces. Final whirl will be tomorrow and that'll be the ones where we get to properly pull apart and say... Is where Liverpool is the things that Liverpool actually got right in the game, but that, this is not the time for that. Fucking that was atrocious, Ross. Um, you can go to Old Trafford and you can not win. You know, it's a, it's a, it's it's a place, it's a thing. It has all that. It has a lot of things going for it. They've we've seen it. They have got good players. They have been shite. I think the idea that Man United are so shite that Liverpool should be able to have a walk in the park against them is, was badly overstated by this. But something was. Miles off with our play today. Yeah, miles off. And it's hard to pinpoint where exactly without saying all of it, because it just seems a, a too easy answer. But I think there's there's certain plays where it's tactics, whether you know hindsight's a wonderful thing, whether it was the right decision to to leave Fabinho at that midfield. But you could probably argue both ways because he came on. I don't think he was great. He was giving the ball away. His form pre this wasn't great. Um, <sighs> I don't know. And it's more infuriating because Man United has just been... They got beat at home to Brighton, then got battered by Brentford. And then decided they wanted they want to turn up for this game. And I go back to what I, what I said when you asked me how I was feeling about this game was, don't go behind. Mm-hmm. Don't go behind first. In-game management, the crowd are behind them. Exactly the same as Fulham. It's just a, a repeat of, of yeah. that. Of The crowd are up, the crowd are behind them. They're all over you. Keep up with the ball for 10, 15 minutes and just suck the life out of the game. And there's none of that again. The, pro- the problem is, is I think we're, we're stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea because everyone is going star fast, star fast, star fast. And I think we're trying to star fast, but we're leaving the fucking back door open. It's stupid. Yeah. It's absolutely stupid. You're right. You know it, what I mean? There's just something to get the ball. Yeah. Just have the ball for a bit and yeah. just fucking just and, and suck, suck the life out of the crowd. Let make them bored. You know, like there's not many crowds who will do what we do when they haven't got the you know when the opposition's got possession and you boo and you jeer and you hiss. They'll get bored of that and 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 then and then you get to grow in the game. You're in the right to then go up a gear. And look, that's the that, the problem is the second they're a goal to the good. 
plays into their hands. And look, I, 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 for the sake of it, I'll go through the statistics. They put out 70% possession of the ball on the day. We had more shots, more shots on target, more shots off target, more block shots, more corners. But again, just to, just for the sake of saying it before everyone else says it, because it's the most important stat, they've, they've, they've beaten us. They, they, you know, they, they've they scored more goals than us on the day and they've won. They, they, I mean, I'm going through the momentum chart again for it. Liverpool dominate the game of football, but because we gave away that early goal, we left ourselves in a situation where the second goal was just fucking always going to happen. Yeah. That's, you're so much more susceptible to that when you're chasing the game. You're chasing the game away from home. It was 75,000 Manx baying for your blood. It's just stupid. You've, you've played, we've played, we've allowed this to be in their hands. Um, and we've Do allowed we... them to engineer, engineer a win there. Well, th- that and our own our own downfall. There's two instances where they played one ball and they were in at about four, and I think that's where the first goal kind of comes from. That's criminal. To be in the Premier League at the high standards we've, we've set ourselves, yeah. to have one pass and be in the back four or in behind your back four is fucking ridiculous. And the amount of times, obviously, the, the, the second goal is, like... I think sometimes you sometimes you have to give credit to the opposition because sometimes it's just balls and, and build up a play that you you can't stop. When you're like just lashing your foot and, and trying to get a toe on something and it just goes to the opposition player and you can see the goal from that, that is also criminal. And that that happened multiple times, it didn't always lead to a goal. But when you're saying things it just it just doesn't seem right for Liverpool. The amount of times that Trent just played a ball, it felt like guesswork or like well, actually, Manny would have got this ball, or Nunes would get this ball, but I'm just going to lash it up there. Nothing was like, nothing feels like calm or calculated. We don't really seem to have any needle or nouse about us anymore. Mm-hmm. And whether that's a, I don't know, a circumstantial thing or the way that the game's going or you know, the, the, the players that we've got, but we just stopped seeing to have that, like, I don't want to say mentality edge. It's just the attitude edge for me. Yeah, we just still fucking have it. Well, it, but yeah, but it's 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 it, it's it's attitude, skill, and tactics. Yeah, and I, I I'm not versed enough to be able to tell you truly about any of those any of those things without with absolute certainty but tactically it wasn't quite right you know the things that we did the things that we were doing right the second half when the game's gone by the way all of a sudden we put some real trust in Harvey Elliott and we say smack the ball into his feet and trust him to turn and turn towards goal and look for people we trusted pushing Trent up more and we were better for it and then all of a sudden you've got Harvey Elliott and Trent Alexander-Arnold in within 30 yards 35 yards of the dead ball line you're two creative players then looking to pick look to pick passes and we got a couple of little opportunities or into dangerous positions off the back of that we just we just didn't that right hand side, our right hand side didn't work at all in the first half. Our left hand side is where our some some of our dangerous moments come from. But we just didn't do enough. Again, it was just it was wrong. It was it was wrong. And I I am and the problem for me with this is because yeah, no, sixteenth in the league, fucking tremendous. That playing fifteenth um, next. Yeah, um, and then seventeenth. The problem with all this is that you looked at the bench tonight. Yeah. And it's like, who? What are your What are your options? And I'll say this now. If, if and I, I hope, I, I fucking hope Naby Keita's injured. I really hope he's injured. Like, and, I, I, and what I mean by that is, okay. if he's chosen not to play in this football match, then he needs he needs fucking off immediately. Because that's you know what I mean, like because we've turned to our bench there at Old Trafford and we're looking for senior footballers, and we've ended up finishing the game with two nineteen-year-olds as our attacking midfielders there tonight, and they were both really good, by the way. I yeah. thought they both they both absolutely they they were the, the two 
the, off the top of my head, the two most shining lights. There might be more example examples of that, and please feel free to let me know in the comments or you know message me or whatever if there's any more you want to talk about. But sound. But if that's the case, and I, I hope it's, I hope he's not injured. I hope it, you know in normal normal terms, I hope it's not. I hope it's it's fine. Yeah, I hope the reason that he's not played tonight is because he's injured. Not yeah. Up, yeah. Darwin Nunes getting sent off last week. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Just absolutely fucking stupid. You can. It's like you can cope with so many things. You can deal with injury crises. But then, if there's a player who doesn't want to play for you, and there's a lad getting sent off on top of that when you're already threadbare, that's how you end up with 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 that. Where our substitute options were a defensive midfielder when we're trying to chase a game, uh, another left back, a left back, our, our second choice left back with a couple of minutes left. And what's what's fucking Simakas going to do with that at, yeah. at that point? Maybe take a corner, a better corner I mean, or something. It's relieving Robbo. Yeah, and that's it. But that's it. We're back. We're back to 2021, where we're or whatever it was. You know, the the, the COVID season, the forgotten season, the one that's best left forgotten. Where we're having to make decisions now, which is it's going to cost us points yeah. because we can't afford to go flat out. Because if we what if we get more injuries now, we're we're yeah. beyond the fuck that we are. Yeah. It's stupid. And it look, I said this before, and I'll say it because I know people need people want to hear it and want to hear it said. I said this Jordan commentary. I understand the decision to. I understand Klopp's explanation of why they've not gone and bought another midfielder. I am, and I'm happy to accept that explanation if that's the truth and that's what they're saying. I, I can agree that when all of our midfielders are fit, I think you've got to. Who we need to buy has got to be fucking exceptional at football. They've got to be brilliant. You're talking about a generational talent. There's a reason we bought in Thiago at 29 because he's a generational talent. But right now, how long is Thiago out for? What's happening with Naby Keita? How long is Curtis Jones out for? Ox. An Ox. I mean, an Ox is the, the lesser of all of these. Because, but, it, but that's the point. We need to buy... Because if they're out for a month... If they're, all, if they're all out for a month... we I don't... like where, where, How bad could it be by that, by that point? Yeah. And that's the point, is that... What if Henderson picks up an injury in that time? What if Fabinho picks up an injury? We are fucked. We are absolutely fucked. So Liverpool are now left with a decision over the next few days where they need to go to the medical department and they need to work out where they're at. And I would suggest, and I agree, and I get the wider point on this, Thiago might come back, but then he could, he could have five games and be able to gain. But have we got enough? Are all between them? Can we can we keep them all ticking over enough? If Naby Keita wants out and and you know and, and he's going to cause problems, the Liverpool have no choice but to go into the market. Right now, we don't need a midfielder better than Thiago, and better than Henderson, and better than Fabinho. We need a midfielder who is better than Harvey Elliott and better than James Milner, a nineteen-year-old who's got the world at his feet, and a guy, a, a formerly top-quality footballer who's on his, who's on, is in his last season, I think, very much, or maybe a season too far in terms of at his very, very top level. Both of those players are more than capable of dropping in an isolated games of football for us. They they add to I'm they prove to me how good our squad is because Milner is a good footballer. He is. He's very good at football. He's got a great understanding. Exactly. Yeah. And and Harvey Elliott, exactly the same. Two players who are more than capable of, of appearing in any game of football for Liverpool, but neither of them are capable of dominating football matches because one of them's past his best and one of them's nowhere near at, not, not not proving himself to be at it just yet. So Liverpool do in my opinion, unless we're getting something, you know, unless there's a, they're all coming, coming back in the next few days. Cause, but, but it's not outside the realms of possibility of having this conversation in three months' time. Exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. Which is the conversation that everyone's been having all summer yeah. for this very reason. Although, we know, had this conversation last summer, and it was and it was unfound. It was founded by the time we got to December, and we had the little COVID strike, and we we ended up with um, and Elliot Tyler Moore. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had the injury to Elliot and Tyler Moore, and ends up playing in DM at, at Spurs because of because of COVID. But at this time last year, we were getting lads back. It's the other way now because yeah. we've got to get them back. And then, but they're injured. They've been injured, and they've not. Some of them have not had a proper pre-season and not properly up to speed on it. There's no guarantees that we don't. The problem is, of course, is that we're we're fucking heavy. We are carrying a lot of squad. We we we've got the we've got the biggest squads in terms of senior footballers in all of the teams that are vying for top for top four. Yeah. You know, we we we're carrying a lot of weight there. And, that, and someone might need to make a fucking decision and someone might need to be a cunt here and turn round to Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and say, I'm sorry, mate, there's no more space in the squad for you. Yeah. Because, we, you know, it's unlucky. I'm dead sorry, but... We can name one of, one of four, four players there as well. The other concerning thing for me is the message that it sends out to the teams that were coming up next because Bournemouth aren't going to turn up to, to Anfield on Saturday scared. Newcastle, who just had an amazing game against Manchester City, it was a brilliant game. Yeah. Did really well. Chevelle, it, doesn't look, it doesn't look like we can buy a win, and that's to the point. I, I looked at the start of the season and I went, "Well, cool, you be full, you be Palace, and look United. You'll go into Old Trafford full of confidence, and, and that's Bournemouth, fine. Yeah. And then you deal with the rest of it after that. Now I don't know how we buy a win. Right, we're yeah. going to chat more about this. We've got a few super chats. Uh, Campbell Muir says, "Keep your heads up, boys. I will try my best. Oh, we all got a fucking lot of rage in us at the moment. Let's get it all out first. Uh, Andy Ellis got to work at Old Trafford General Hospital." tomorrow oh my god wow um, yeah you might see some of our midfielders there I mean that makes me feel a little bit better about me except that I've got to go down to London and talk about football and try and talk about members of this team who will feel loads worse because of recency bias um Right, we've got loads of other comments here. Let me quickly get them. Uh, Broker Bullens have Klopp and FSG written this season off. Do they think 2021 repeat? Aim for top five and wait for Jude. We're a 36-year-old injury away from a teenage midfield. There has to be a spend. I think that's a good point. Scott Hawks, decent Gomez, Harvey and Milner. I blame where we played Mo for his performance. And Diaz looked good but barely got on the ball. We were wrong in the head. So Trent give the ball away, jog 10 yards, then watch them break. Uh, Angel... Liverpool is a joke. Coop is a joke. Man City. Josh Hunter says, I feel like Liverpool being sucker punched is going from being a sucker punch to an expected part of our game, even with all the good metrics with us. Yep. Angel, going to sub to follow this clown show. City. Great. Um, the boy Fernando. Um, we should try switching formations, not to lose. 4-2-3-1. Fab and Thiago. Hendo, DM. D- uh, Carvalho, Harvey. In- well, yeah. Um, Carvalho, Harvey in the 10... Diaz, Nunes, Salah. Yeah, we've got a couple of games to wait for that. Copy using Dortmund. Uh, if we keep this up, we can kiss top 10 goodbye, let alone champions. Yeah, no, exactly. Look, I think we need to curb any... any look, I say this all before. The, Liverpool needs to start winning some football games and we can have conversations. At the minute, it is bad. It's bad. It's doom and gloom and there's not a lot of positivity looming on the horizon. The only positivity is that we don't have to wait a fucking week or eight days for a game of football. Um, 12.30 kickoffs and Monday night football are shit. I've decided. Shit. Uh, All shit. Um, Okay, right. Um, We're going to be doing your reactions. If you've got your save, you're a member here on YouTube or you're a club legend on Redman Plus and you can use our Discord, you can get your reactions in. There's a tweet out now. over on the Redmen channel, which I'll, I'll put up on screen so you just can have a, a little look at if you want to interact with that. Um, go over there, leave your reactions to Liverpool's performance in there, and I'll be going through 
how you all felt about that. Then Ross will be doing player ratings, and then we'll be back over on Plus doing the instant match reaction. So hopefully, having done that, we'll get a chance to soak up the comments, really gauge how everyone else is feeling about all this, and then we'll talk through all the bigger points and a bit more individual focus on certain players or whatever. So I hope to see you over on Plus. Uh, if not, I'll see you back here in a couple of minutes' time. Ta-da. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you want even more Liverpool podcasts in your lives, do check out Red Men Plus. From as little as £5 a month, you can get tons and tons and tons of Liverpool content in podcast form. So yeah, go over to redmenplus.com, check out our amazing content. I'm sure you are going to love it.